worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verses 1 and 2 of Genesis chapter 1. Then looking in the Gospel of John, John chapter 14, beginning at verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Verses 15 to 26, John chapter 14. Father, we thank you once again for the wonderful and the blessed and the powerful ministry of your precious and mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you for the privilege of being vessels in which your Holy Spirit can dwell and abide and vessels through which your Holy Spirit can reach to accomplish your work and your will in the world. Thank you for the privilege of being able to be vessels that are living a life, listening to, following, and living in cooperation with your precious and powerful Holy Spirit. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. You said in your word, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord in Zechariah 4, 6. Thank you, Lord, for the chance for us to have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, guiding us, leading us, and directing us to do your will. Thank you for his powerful ministry at work in us and through us. For your glory, in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Our producer is Isaac Jackson, and we're grateful to have you as a part of our listening family. We continue to remind and ask you, please pray much for the ongoing ministry and work of the American Family Association. We very much desire and need your prayers, and we ask that you pray for the American Family Radio Network, for God's anointing to permeate 
us and to do and accomplish what he desires to accomplish through us. And we also would ask for your prayers for this particular broadcast, that it would be the tool to set believers on fire with the spirit of prayer and a tool to set believers on fire with the spirit um, that guides us to be faithful, bold, warrior disciples. Um, may you may you pray daily that more and more God would use it to help mold and shape every listener to be the disciple the Lord would have each and every person to be. Our my email once again is Joseph at afr.net. Again, that's Joseph at afr.net. And we want to continue to remind you, please do take the time to email us and let us know if you're wanting to receive some of the articles we share on this given broadcast or any other broadcast as well. Again, that's a part of what they're for. They're meant to be tools for evangelism and discipleship for you to use in your own walk with the Lord, also for you to use as tools in your family, with your own in your own home, with your family, but also tools to forward and share with others by way of email. And again, how easy is it to send an email? It's very easy, but at the same time, it's super productive to be sending to family, friends, loved ones, uh, fellow church members, co-workers, saved and unsaved individuals, emailing them tools and seeds that can bless their lives and point them to Christ and help them to grow stronger in their walk with the Lord. Hope you, that you will make it your goal to do that, uh, actually on a daily basis. Today we're looking at the topic, the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God, the hand of God. And, you know, we've uh, looked at this powerful topic of the Holy Spirit before. And, you know, to read and study and learn more of what the Word of God teaches us about the Holy Spirit is such a powerful Bible study, a powerful topic to think on and to look into. You know, as we've mentioned before, the Holy Spirit has a number of names and or titles, every one of which is powerful, insightful, and each each name or title can easily be a powerful Bible study all by itself. Just some of the names or titles of the Holy Spirit include the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Helper, the Hand of God, the Comforter, the Counselor. He's a fire. He's a river. He's a fountain. And again, there are a number of other, uh, again, titles or names the Holy Spirit carries. And again, each one is very encouraging and edifying to stop and think and contemplate. And, of course, the goal is that we always are growing in our understanding of how the Holy Spirit carries out His mission in each of our lives. Okay, it's not just important to know facts about the Holy Spirit. The goal is that we live in cooperation with the Holy Spirit and so that He can daily reach into us and through us more and more to accomplish God's perfect and powerful will. So as we're looking again at the topic today, Again, the topic is the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God, and the hand of God. Now, in the past, we looked at the Holy Spirit as a fire. And, of course, it's good to know that the Holy Spirit, He certainly is a fire. And as believers, as we spend time in the Word of God, as we spend time in prayer, as we spend time worshiping and praising God, these are uh, spiritual habits or or you could say means of grace to use the term um, the great servant of the Lord John Wesley used. But all of these habits are habits that are like fuel on the fire of the Holy Spirit, and he burns brighter and brighter in our lives as we give ourselves to spending time with God in the Word of God. 
and to spending time with God in prayer, as we seek to worship and serve the Lord, as we walk in love towards others, as we minister and carry out the work the Lord has called us to. Again, all of these actions are fuel on the fire of the Holy Spirit, and He'll burn brighter and brighter and bigger and bigger in our lives as we live a life of obedience to the Lord. Again, the Holy Spirit is also, He's the comforter. Why do we need a comforter? Because the world hurts. The world often brings pain, trouble, difficulty, and pressure. Uh, Often life stings, life burns, life hurts. But the Holy Spirit is a comforter who can comfort us in a way that no one else or nothing else can. How important it is that we allow the Holy Spirit to simply do His job in our lives and provide us with the comfort and the encouragement that only He can give us on a daily basis. And so today... We're looking at three different, three additional names. The Holy Spirit, who is the breath of God. Also, he's the wind of God, and he's the hand of God as well. So looking once again uh, briefly in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 tell us, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit was waiting on orders from God the Father, of course. I want to take time to share an article that we've shared before, but the article is entitled, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Again, John chapter 14, verse 26. Then Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. And then Genesis chapter 1. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Again, Genesis 1, verse 2. In Matthew 28, verse 19, the church is commanded, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The three persons of the Godhead, the Trinity, are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, and He's very, He's He's very present and at work throughout the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, again throughout the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, the Holy Spirit is actively and actively active and involved in every word of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit has several unique and very interesting names and or titles. Some of them are the Holy Ghost, the Helper, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Hand of God, the Breath of God. The Holy Spirit is a fire. He's a river. He's the anointing. He's the kingdom of God. He's the blessing. He is grace. And the list could go on and on. Every name or title of the Holy Spirit has great insight and meaning behind it. And believers could easily do a whole Bible study on each name or title. We're very wise to consider and meditate on the titles and names of the Holy Spirit. Let's consider two of his titles. The Holy Spirit is the Comforter. John chapter 14, verse 26 tells us, But the Comforter, 
which is the Holy Ghost. Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance and whatsoever I have said unto you. John fourteen twenty six. Why do we need a comforter? One reason that we need a comforter is because so often life can hurt. Life can bring pain, pressure, and difficulty. It can sting and burn. Sadly, often people look for ways to alleviate the pain of life in many of the wrong ways and in the wrong places. Too many try to soothe their pain with alcohol or drugs, in wrong relationships, etc. Sometimes people indulge in unhealthy lifestyles just to try to numb the pain of life. The blessed Holy Spirit can comfort us in ways that no one or nothing else can. When a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, the source of all comfort, enters their heart and their life. And with the Holy Spirit comes peace, joy, wisdom, and encouragement, to name just a few of the blessings. Now, very often we believers must allow ourselves to be stirred up by the Holy Spirit inside of us to sense His presence, yet He's always there. We can be stirred by the, by the Holy Spirit by reading the Word of God, we can be stirred by the Holy Spirit by praising and worshiping the Lord and by expressing thanks and gratitude to Him, gratitude to God. We can receive and sense the comfort and encouragement that only the Holy Spirit can give. The Holy Spirit is a fire. Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, a bush was burning, Yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Again, Exodus 3, verses 2 and 3. Then Exodus 13, verse 21. And the Lord went before them by, by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. Exodus 13, 21. Well, we'll pick up on the other side. The title of that article, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. And today we're looking specifically at the topic, The Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God, the hand of God. We'll be right back. Oh, 
Music of C.C. Winans. The song simply entitled Comforter. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God, the hand of God. And specifically, I was sharing from the article entitled, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit, picking up Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 to 3. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Again, Exodus 3, 2 to 3. Then Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. And the Lord, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they, that they might travel by day and by night. Exodus thirteen twenty one. Then Acts 2, 2 to 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a rushing, like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, Acts 2, verses 2 to 4. The Holy Spirit, who is the presence of God, is a fire, a supernatural fire. In the natural, fire burns and consumes things. Yet the fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume, but gives life, grace, and light to that which, which it lights upon. In Exodus chapter 3, the burning bush was not consumed, but it had the light of God on it, and it stood out and pointed Moses and the world to God. The Holy Spirit within the heart of a believer does the same thing. The fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume us, but it burns within us, in a way that causes the world to be pointed to Christ through us and through our lives. When the fire of the Holy Spirit is burning brightly within us, he gets the attention of the world and points the world to the Savior who lives inside of us. Our job is to live in such a way that the fire of the Holy Spirit within us is allowed to burn brightly. And this can happen daily through our lives as we live to continually, quote-unquote, add fuel to the fire. How do we do that? Our life of faithful obedience to Christ and our intimate walk with Him determines how bright the fire of the Holy Spirit burns within each one of us. Obedience to the Word of God can cause the fire of the Holy Spirit to become a bonfire within us. Also, uh, following the Holy Spirit and obeying the Word of God, again, is just a critical part of daily following and living for Him and burning for Him as well. Neglecting to obey the Word of God and disobedience to the Word of God can cause the fire of the Holy Spirit within us to be quenched, as 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 tells us. When we as believers read and meditate on the Word of God every day, we're pouring fuel on the fire within. When we spend time in prayer daily, we pour fuel on the fire. When we praise and worship the Lord, giving thanks to Him, we pour fuel on the fire. When we are involved daily in the sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ and doing the work of making disciples, we pour fuel on the fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit is truly a fire that burns in the heart of every believer in the world. Yet a very important question each of us is wise to ask is this, every day of our lives, 
How big and bright does the fire of the Holy Spirit burn inside of me? The ball is in your court. Again, the title of this article is The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. And if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, as we look at the topic today, the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God, the hand of God. And again, keep in mind, as we look at these topics, the goal is not just to share interesting truths about the Holy Spirit, uh, although that's valuable, that's very valuable, but our, but our goal is also to help you not only learn interesting truths, but also to learn how to take them and make them to be a part of your life and and so that you can benefit from the truths about the Holy Spirit that you're learning and so that you can allow the Holy Spirit to work more mightily and fruitfully in your life, through your life as well. Again, the scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, once again, tell us, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And keep in mind, to the Holy Spirit is present in the Word of God all the way from Genesis to Revelation. The Holy Spirit permeates every word of the Word of God. And keep in mind, when you read and meditate on the Word of God, you're breathing the breath of God. Again, the Holy Spirit permeates the Word, and so He is the breath of God. And so amongst other things, as you read God's Word, you're breathing the breath of God in. And when you take in the breath of God, it ministers to your mind, body, and spirit in a way that no one else or nothing else can. The Holy Spirit wonderfully blesses us. So you and I should desire, in fact, we'd be wise to pray for God to breathe the fresh on us, his breath, the breath of the Holy Spirit every single day. I'm reminded of how the, in, in the Word of God it tells us, and, and again, I want you to keep this in mind that these are truths and insights that can bless us and encourage us, but also they're truths that as we take and implement them and put them to work in our lives, it can bless every part of our lives as well. John chapter 3, verse 34 says, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure to him. So in other words, the Lord Jesus Christ had the Holy Spirit without measure. Well, if Jesus had the Holy Spirit without measure, which he did, and remember, Jesus is the Word of God. So part of what that means is the Word of God also has the Holy Spirit without measure. In other words, uh, the, word of, the, the Spirit of God permeates the Word of God, and the Word of God is overflowing with the anointing and the grace of God upon it. So when you take time to read and meditate on God's Word, the breath of God is working on you and is working through you and is blessing your whole life. And remember, uh, the breath of God pours into your life as you read and meditate on Scripture. But not only does it pour into your being, it pours into other parts of your life as well. And what a blessed thought that is, that the breath of God is breathing on you as you take in His Word and is breathing onto your life as well. And it brings with it grace, encouragement, uplift, uplift comfort, and many other things as well. So the Word of God is full of the Spirit of God, who is the breath of God. So when you're reading the Word of God, the breath of God is working on you and in and upon your life as well. And so also keep in mind, too, in the Gospel of John, chapters 14, 15, and 16, it has a number of very interesting and powerful statements about the Holy Spirit specifically. 
And I want you to keep it. In fact, I want to encourage you to tell, I hope that you'll take time to go back and read through those specifically again, John chapters 14, 15, and 16. And all of them have some important insights and truths about the Holy Spirit that we're wise to really pay attention to. Looking at chapter 14, once again, picking up at verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So, again, the Holy Spirit's the helper. He's the breath of God. He's the wind of God as well. Well, you know, keep in mind this important truth to consider. You know, when you look in specifically in the book of Acts chapter 2, it specifically points out that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which happened in, on the day of Pentecost, as, as it's explained in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came in the form of tongues of fire, but also he came and the sound was as a, of a rushing mighty wind. Again, amongst other things, the Holy Spirit is the wind of God. He's the breath of God. Notice again what it says, Acts chapter 2, uh, picking up at verse 1. And notice very clearly what it states. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all present with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I want you to keep this important truth in mind. Reading verse 2 again, it says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Well, amongst other things, the Holy Spirit is the wind of God. He's the breath of God. So when the Holy Spirit was poured out, if you had been alive on the day of Pentecost, probably you could have heard that wind anywhere in the world. It was a unique event in all of church history, in all of the history of the whole world, because this was the day on which the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the world. And again, he came with the sound as of a rushing mighty wind. The Holy Spirit is the wind of God. And, you know, amongst other things, I uh, do artwork and often I like to draw old sh sail ships. And, of course, one of the powerful truths behind the sail ships is they're carried along by wind, which you cannot see. Yet these massive ships were carried across the ocean by the power of wind. And, of course, it's symbolic of the fact that we as believers, we too are vessels that are carried along by the wind of the Holy Spirit as we simply live a life of obedience to the Word of God and obedience in following, the, following God as well. The wind of God should be at work in us and upon us every day of our lives. Again, the wind of God and the breath of God as well. And note further then, again, looking in Matthew, excuse me, John chapter 15 as well. And as I said, please take time to go through John chapters 14, 15, and 16. But note specifically... John chapter 15, listen to these words of insight. John chapter 15, specifically verse 26, it says, But when the Helper comes, 
whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Now, in more than one place, the Word of God refers to the Holy Spirit as the Helper. He's referred to as the Helper and the Comforter. And just like the wind helps a ship to move across the an, an old sail ship, it helps a sail ship to move across the ocean. Uh, the Holy Spirit helps to move us in the direction of the will of God. The Holy Spirit speaks to us and guides us and encourages us and empowers us to carry out the work of God. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit, who is the fire of God, to do and to be what he would have us to do and to be. God has a lot of work to get done, and he's wanting to empower his children every day to be about that work. So again, a wise prayer to pray is to pray daily that God would breathe on us afresh his Holy Spirit. Father, thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, who is the breath of God, and he's the wind of God as well. Father, breathe on every believer listening and all of us. Breathe on all of us afresh with the breath of God today in the name of Jesus. Fill us anew with your Spirit. Help us to be wise enough to move in the power of the Holy Spirit in everything we do. Help us to recognize that we don't function in our own flesh and blood strength. We function in the power of your Holy Spirit. That we're never to rely strictly on ourselves. We're to rely upon your precious Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for how that you told us in John chapter 20, verse 22. Your word says, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Lord, breathe on us today afresh. Let your breath engulf us and do a mighty work in us and work through us and work mightily around us as well. And help us to move in the power of the wind of your Holy Spirit every single day. And Lord, help us to never get so prideful as to where we think we don't need to pray, where we think we don't need to lean upon you, where we think we don't need to speak and stand on your word and the promises of your word. Help us to recognize, Lord, without you, we can't do anything. Without you, we would completely and altogether fail. Help us to know, Lord, that we must be faithfully about your business every day of our lives. We thank you and praise you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. So again, so some of the passages, again, that allude to Christ, uh, excuse me, allude to the Holy Spirit as being the breath of God. Again, that verse, again, in John chapter 20, verse 22, reading it again. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Again, that's John chapter 20, verse 22. Uh, we're coming up on a break. We'll pick up on the other side. Today we're looking specifically at this important topic. The Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God, the hand of God. We'll be right back. Everything else just falls in line You 
Toby Mac with It's You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God, the hand of God. And so we've been looking at uh, passages and instances in Scripture that refer to the Lord as the breath of or refer to the breath of God and or the wind of God. And specifically, uh, I want to look at a passage now that refers to the hand of God. Now, keep in mind, the hand of God, again, is just one more name of the Holy Spirit. So when you see the term the hand of God in the Word of God, it's referring to the Spirit of God. Looking now in the book of First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, a couple fairly familiar verses with many believers, uh, we refer to uh, this passage as including what we often call the prayer of Jabez. Again, First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Now, again, these two verses contain uh, pretty much all that the Bible seems to say about this man by the name of Jabez. But here we see four specific requests within his prayer that I believe every believer in the world would be wise to pray every single day. Why? Well, one of the reasons why is because, amongst other things, praying this prayer helps us to become much more fruitful in the hands of God. Remember, every day we're to live a life in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is all about ministry, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. His goal is to carry out ministry. What is ministry? Ministry is the will of God in a given situation. And the Holy Spirit's all about ministry all the time. And so as we listen to the Holy Spirit, we can be used of God in any setting as we simply listen and obey the Holy Spirit. Well, as we live a life of prayer and the Word of God tells us to pray without ceasing, well, one one of many reasons why it's wise for us as believers to strive to live in full obedience to that, that uh, commandment is because, again, prayer helps us to walk with God and helps us to walk in close fellowship with the Holy Spirit and prayer helps us to listen to the Holy Spirit better as well. So here, the four parts of Jabez's uh, prayer were the first part of his prayer, Lord, bless me indeed. Or in other words, Lord, bless me. And when you bless me, bless me a whole lot. Well, what a wise way to pray. Jabez wasn't telling God how to bless him. But he did ask that when God blessed him, that he would bless him a whole lot. Well, you know, that's wise because remember, God knows better than you or I 
how we most need to be blessed on a given day. And so God not only can bless us mightily, but here Jabez is asking God, not just for a small blessing, but a big blessing. What a wise way to pray. The second part of the prayer is, it's, again, is bless me indeed. The second part, enlarge my territory. In other words, help me to be more influential and fruitful in the world for you. This uh, this believer, Jabez, is asking God to use him more and more. He's expecting or asking God both to bless his business, whatever that was, but also to increase his influence for God in the world. Again, what a wise way to pray because God is looking for believers that want to be used of him. And praying the prayer of Jabez every day is a great way to help make that happen If you pray the prayer of Jabez daily, God will answer it every day. Why will he answer it every day? Because he's looking for servants who want to be used. And praying the prayer of Jabez is a great way to to help yourself to become more and more used to the Holy Spirit in bigger and greater ways every single day. So the second part of the prayer is enlarge my territory. In other words, use me more and more, Lord. Third part of the prayer, that your hand would be with me. Now, again, the hand of God is the Holy Spirit. So this third request, it's like asking, Lord, fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Pour out your Spirit afresh upon me in my life today. A wise way to pray every day. Why is that true? Well, it's true amongst other things because spiritually we leak. Spiritually, we, we, our spiritual strength is drained day by day as we live a life following the Lord because, again, uh, life is a journey. And it does take energy to carry out this journey in following the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're wise to pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit every day. And so when you pray the prayer of Jabez, when you're asking, Lord, uh, place your hand anew upon me, it's like asking, Lord, fill me anew with your Holy Spirit, a wise way to pray. And then the last part, keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Well, the fact is, as we pray a prayer like the prayer of Jabez and God will begin to use us more and more, but also know this too. Satan will try to come against you more in more ways and more heavily because you become more of a threat to him and his kingdom. But that's okay. You don't have to be afraid of the devil or anything he brings against you. The Lord Jesus told us in his word, uh, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So we're on the winning team. Our job is to keep our eyes and our focus and our trust on the Lord Jesus Christ. So the four parts of that prayer, Lord, bless me indeed. Secondarily, expand my territory. Third part, place your hand anew upon me. Fourth part, keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. I would encourage every single listener to begin to pray this prayer every single day. Lord, thank you for all of us today. Thank you for every believer listening and those of us here at AFA, Lord. Thank you for your hand of grace upon us, upon us all. Lord, touch each one of us, Lord. Bless each and every one of us indeed. Expand each of our territories. Cause your hand to be mightily upon each one of us. Keep each one of us from evil that we may not cause pain. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, a wise prayer to pray on a daily basis. And keep in mind, too, the prayer tool that we provide our listeners that request it is referred to as Kingdom Prayers, and it has 10 biblically-based prayers, including the Lord's Prayer, the Prayer of Jabez, Praying the Ten Commandments, Psalm 91, and other prayers as well that are 
drawn from or based on the Word of God. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us, same email as we mentioned already, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And so as you pray the prayer of Jabez every day, again, amongst other requests, it does uh, mention asking for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on you, again, that your hand would be with me. When you pray for the hand of God to be placed anew upon your life and your heart, a wise, that's a very wise way to pray every day because you do want the hand of God, that is the Holy Spirit, to be pour out, pour out and be at work afresh upon your life every single day. Hope that you're wise in seeking to pray that every single day. Well, there's a similar prayer, not ex- ex- the exact same prayer, but a similar prayer with similar uh, similar goals. Is a prayer found in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah chapter six, and I pick up reading at verse eight. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send, and who will go for us?" Then I said, "Here am I. Send me." And of course, here in chapter six, we find a very powerful passage that has some interesting insights to that which is shared. In this chapter, uh, basically, here, King Uzziah has died, and God gives Isaiah a powerful vision in his life, and it's a vision of the heaven, the heavenly throne room, and Isaiah is able to peer into the throne room of heaven and see the Lord, and he's uh, greatly humbled, and his words were. Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And, of course, Scripture points out that one of the seraphim flew to Isaiah, with having in his hand a live coal, which he'd taken from the tongue, from the altar in heaven. And he touched Isaiah's mouth, and with it... uh, The angel then said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Well, then the next verse, as Isaiah continues to peer into the headquarter or the throne room of heaven, again, he sees this where God makes this statement. God asks the question, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah, in the midst of the vision, It appears before this point hadn't said anything as he was getting a chance to observe into the headquarters of heaven and a heavenly strategy meeting. He speaks up just boldly and loudly. His response to God's question is, here am I, send me. Now, again, to every believer listening, I want to remind you, God is looking for servants who want to be used This is a wise prayer to pray every day, every life, because God will use you more and more as you pray it on a daily basis. So we're wise to pray this prayer. Lord, here we are, Lord. We're available today. Send each one of us on many miracle missions in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. How important it is that we have that longing, that desire, and the Holy Spirit will use it. Uh, Every day you pray it, uh, the Holy Spirit will answer it. So again, every day, You use it every day you pray it. God will answer that prayer every single day. I hope that you will take it upon yourself to pray it on a daily basis. And remember, amongst other things, it's one of the ways whereby we're cooperating with the wonderful Holy Spirit as he commissions us to go forth to do ministry and mission 
every day of our lives. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, uh, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step and invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life and fully commit your heart to him, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with us even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long, long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my life, whole life for you. Help me to read your word every day. Help me to pray every day. Help me to follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We definitely would like to be in touch with you and share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow up and grow strong and vibrant in your new Walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Be, please be sure and get in touch with us by email again, joseph at afr.net. Let me remind you also to keep in mind that, again, if you'd like to get copies of the articles that we alluded well, one that I read and the other one that I alluded to, uh, simply email the same email, joseph at afr.net. Again, the, the title of the article that we shared was The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. But also, I referred to the article that we referred to as the Kingdom Prayers, which again is b- 10 biblically-based prayers that are very productive prayers to pray every single day. We're glad to get it to you. Again, simply email, email me at joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to send one or both if you like. Again, the, t- the article, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit, and the second article, Kingdom Prayers. Thanks for listening. Again, our topic for today has been the topic, the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God, the hand of God. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.